When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into episode number 144 of the Brilliant Sports Podcast. Back with Joey House, uh, but also have a special guest, the the Pittsburgh Steelers himself. He, I mean, he's an ambassador today. Uh, fan <laughs> in the van, the one and only fan in the van, like he says, he was the one and only. So, uh, how are we the doing? One and only, that's right. <laughs> uh, we're doing good, kind of riding on a high, you know. Six and three. It's a mediocre six and three, but well, it's six and three. And you just for what we got <laughs> the injuries you take it. Hey man, that's that's we're the brutally honest sports podcast, and you were as brutally honest as you can. Saying there's a lot of Steelers <laughs> fans out there saying we're we're six and three because we are the best, you know. So like the Dallas Cowboys type of the fan. So um, yeah, you know, I appreciate the honesty. We're, we're we're not six and three because we're the best. We're six and three because the football gods just fucking feel sympathy. <laughs> That that that's what it comes down to. I mean, I mean, beating. I mean, you could you could say that part of part of it is, you know, Kenny Pickett being clutch in a two minute drill, um, penalties going our way when they kind of shouldn't have, because we all know we have that issue in the NFL. Um, but to be six and three and now possibly control our own destiny as far as a playoff spot or even dare I say win the AFC North is that's going to be a tough one because Baltimore is playing at at a Super Bowl level right now. Lamar's playing like that old Lamar like from his rookie year. But now the biggest question is can they continue it without Mark Andrews? That's the question that we will soon be getting an answer to because Bateman sucks. Odell's old. Zay Flowers is decent, but they're not utilizing them really the way you think they would. And the officials fucking fucked me at a fancy point for him Thursday night because I don't get how they called whatever they called. He had like that 60 yard scramble for a touchdown. Yep. The NFL officials. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole other topic. But, uh, how I, I, I didn't want to forget about Joey. How, how are the bets looking, man? That's that's. Are we making some money today? Or are we going broke? Like it's, we it's we have made a little bit of money so far. Uh, we, we've got some. We're doing a lot of hockey bets. Uh, we didn't fare so well in our our football picks. Uh, Penn State's <laughs> offense didn't show up. No, that was a that was a tough game. And as a fan, it was just not a but tough. But they covered. Game. Now they covered the twenty and a half point spread. It was the ugliest twenty and a half point cover I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. Yeah, that was a game where it was like, man, like if I was at work watching it off and on as much as I could, but if I was at home, I that's almost like, you know, lay on the couch, fall asleep type of game. That was just, I don't want to get into that. That Like it's Penn State Rutgers. No one really cares too much uh, with the implications of the, the rest of the year, but it's, uh, man, that was, but Bo did his thing, so. Uh, back backup Bo did his thing for now. For now, backup Bo. We'll see. Yeah, but he might not be backing up next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, to to get back to the to the gridiron. Well, the the NFL gridiron and God, man, the officials. Like I, I was watching that 
because I always mention on the show my my roommate's a Ravens fan. He's every play he's flipping out. Uh, he's just, uh, the guy needs to chill. But it's like you know there were so many. I I gotta go back and check, but it felt like every play there was a there was a penalty in that game. I, I mean it was yeah. every drive it was at least three or four penalties, at least two to three, you know here and there, and, and just ticky tack. Like, they were called pass interference on things I didn't really think was. You know, I mean, here and there, like oh, I, yeah. Odell, Odell, you know, I think he was like hands to the face or block, block in the back on that long scramble. And I was just like that, that one, I guess you could have called, but it was so unnecessary by Odell. But yeah, man, that, that, that Thursday night game was fun to watch. I, I really, I am a big fan of Joe Burrow. I don't know about, about you, uh, Jim, but uh, it was just, it sucked when he went out. Cause it's like kind of all the air in the, in the Bengals balloon was yeah. gone. You know what I mean? So um, that backup, well, kind of it's that, and then it's that. Yeah, he was the backup was good, but but my thing is is like now in the in this part of the Steelers schedule where now we have to play the Browns this Sunday. I don't really know if we well not if when we beat them, we're going to hear well we didn't have Deshaun Watson. Well, first off, having Watson the first time didn't help you either, because <laughs> if you break down Deshaun Watson's first two years. You've gotten six quarters of good football in two years. For $230 million, that's a fucking waste of money. That's, that's not good money. value. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, then you got to play Cincinnati. And that one now with Burrow, it seems easier. But like I always tell all the Steelers fans, not every game is a cakewalk. Not with this offense, it's not. If we had Big Ben, I would tell you, this is going to be a fucking slaughter. Like, don't even watch the game. Like, if it's on national TV, flex out of it to, like, commanders, whoever the fuck at this point. But, um, yeah, Burrow going down, though, it hurts me. I like the kid. I think he's talented. But he's on that list of quarterbacks that's very injury-prone. And you see it since his rookie year. He's been constantly hurt. You know, it's, you know, even going into this year, training camp, he had the calf injury. He started off slow. Now he, you know, he had the thumb thing, and now he's torn every ligament in his hand and whatever it is. And it's it it sucks. And people are saying, "Oh, well, this is what happens when you pay these guys big money." You know, now they get hurt. Well, you can't control when you're going to get hurt. It happens. It's football. You know, it's you know, it's monster-sized guys colliding with each other. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> and I and I listened to your last show, and when you said. You know, as much as you hate the Browns, as much as you hate Deshaun, I really respect what you said about, well, we want to beat them at their strength. Like, you don't want to go into Cleveland and play their second string. You don't want to go into Cincinnati and play their second no. string. Like, that's – that. I think a lot of fans think like you, but there are – I mean, there are some people out there that wish ill will on the opposition. Like, absolute ill will yeah. you know, to the point where, you know, I hope he breaks his back or, you know, like extreme, extreme rational things. You know what I mean? Well, so, Philly fans cheered when Michael Orvin was I mean, yeah, Philadelphia is not, not the uh, kindest place. Uh, I mean, New York isn't either. You no. Know that, so, no, no, Philly and New York have the roughest sports fans that there is. I mean, they don't give a shit. I mean, a guy could friggin' be like borderline flatlining on the field, and they're cheering it. It's right. it, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be friggin' Daniel Jones on uh, you know at the fifty yard line, like trying to gasp for his last breath, and fucking 
whoever they're playing will be like, I can almost feel thank God he's hurt, fuck him, blah, 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 whatever it is. Right. And it's like, and I just sit there, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't claim you assholes. I, I just don't. Because <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I mean, granted, yeah, when you play a team shitty or sh- second, third, fourth, fifth string practice squad players, yeah, it's great to see them get blown out. But the, the argument then on the other side, the other fan base is like, oh, we didn't have our best guys. Okay, but it's it, but the, but this always comes up. Well, next guy up has to step up and play like he was that top tier guy that he's replacing. So, I mean, with me, I always want to beat a team at full strength because it shows your team's grit, and it shows that they could stand toe to toe with anybody. Don't be afraid and beat them. Like kind of like C.J. Stroud going against the Bengals. Nobody picked the bank. Nobody picked Houston to win, right? Nobody. They did. They picked them in. And CJ Stroud did not let me down in my picks. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. Um, I'm in a survivor pool, and that game knocked out 25% of the remaining people in the pool. <laughs> so I, I was loving it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big time Texans fan. Yeah. Last and I, yeah. that's actually the week that I picked the Steelers, and they tried to lose. <laughs> They try, oh my god, that, that was every like. I, I, being a Philly fan, I grew up as a. When I was younger, I was a Steeler fan because of um, Franco Harris and Jack Ham. I'm, I'm a Penn State guy, so I like those guys. Um, yeah. But I, I grew into a Philly fan. But I have a lot of Steeler fans that I always give shit to, and it, it just seems like whenever I, whenever I, I bet on them. In the AFC Championship, when they lost to Brady, when he was a first year, the year they won their first Super Bowl, I just knew there's no way in hell the Steelers are going to lose in Three Rivers because it was still. And actually, it might have been Heinz Field then, but there's no way they're in hell they're going to lose a a championship game at home against this fucking scrub quarterback. (laughs) Scrub, scrub quarterback. Yeah. That you mean the quarterback? Oh, 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 you mean the quarterback that they made up a rule to? Yeah, oh yeah, don't get again. Don't even get me started on that fucking play. That that play cost me fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> that one, that fucking tuck rule. Oh my god, that, like I still have nightmares you know, about that. You, you ever see? I guess Charles Woodson does like a podcast. So in this room where he does his podcast in his house, he has a poster, and it's him with that play, and at the top of the poster, it's labeled. Talk rule. It's the greatest poster I've ever seen. The best. I love it. I, I mean, I saw. I, I the fact that Tom Brady now comes out. Like, yeah, it was a fumble. It's like you know what, Brady? Fuck you. Oh, don't give me. Oh my God, that that guy. There's nobody more in sports that I can't stand. I swear, he's and, everything and about worst, him. The worst part now is that with all these quarterbacks going down, everybody's like. They should be calling Tom Brady. The Bengals should be calling Brady. The no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be calling Tom Brady. Tom Brady is he, listen. He's done. Stay away from the game. Don't be fucking Bryce Harper. Stay out. Don't come back. See, go, go go find that Russian stripper you're dating or whatever it is. Go do that and don't, don't no don't. And as far as the Bengals and the Browns, see what these backups have. See what your rookie has in Cleveland. See what yeah. he has. 
You're, you're talking about bringing in Colt McCoy. Okay, so your offense is just run, 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 throw a bomb to third down. Okay, and the same thing in Cincinnati. If you were to bring in, say, Joe Flacco, run, 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 bomb, incomplete, pump the ball, that, that's what it's going to be if you bring in these older quarterbacks. And, and, and not trying It'd to sound anemic. like – uh, yeah, no, I agree. Not to sound like a Philly homer, because I mean, we all, at the end of the day, we kind of are. But it's like when when the Jets, because I was like waiting on the the because the the report was that that Wentz's agent reached out to the Jets, and they they expressed no interest in Carson Wentz. And I was like, look, man, at the end of the day, who's better, Zach Wilson or Carson? Like, I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the lat like I'm taking Carson Wentz seven days a week. Like, he might make horrible decisions. Yeah. He might try and throw the ball into triple coverage, running this way, throwing it across the field the other way. But Zach Wilson just hasn't developed. Like he and and no. maybe maybe it's him, maybe it's the Jets. Like I, I'm not fully out on Zach Wilson. If he went somewhere else, I'd give him a shot. Like I, I think he still yeah. has an arm. I think you know he's shown he's a, he is a tough son of a bitch. I'll give him that. Like he gets hit around a yeah. lot. And he stays in there like he he's and he has to deal with the New York media, the New York fans like he's handled it better than I thought he would, to be honest with you. But if, if I'm the Jets, I'm in this win now mode, especially because Rodgers goes down. I'm like, look, man, I'm, I'm picking that phone up and, and trying to get like I know Wentz with this type of defense, even though Carson Wentz isn't the 2017 Carson Wentz. He's got to be an upgrade, though, like and or like they should have went balls in on Josh Dobbs when they had that's what I've been saying. That's what, that's what I said. I said it Thursday. I said it when me and Garrett were doing it earlier. I was like, I'm like, if the Jets want to win without Rodgers right now, Dobbs would have been the perfect guy because he's that quarterback that will keep you afloat. He will win you games and keep you in games, which is why I don't understand why Pittsburgh chose fucking helmet head fucking Rudolph over Dobbs, but <laughs> you know, I I, I don't work for the front office of Pittsburgh because if I did, Dobbs would still be a stealer. Mason Rudolph would be bagging groceries at the local fucking stock and shop or Giant Eagle in Pennsylvania. So, <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's he's bounced around a lot, but he's he's kind of found his way, especially with like even on the Cardinals. If you look at him this year, he he's like that team is not yeah. good whatsoever. Like, and I remember you said. Not. You said it is Cleveland is the bigger shit show of an organization, or is Arizona like that? I really think it's like Arizona cannot build a roster. You know what I mean? Like at least no. Cleveland has a good defense. They they have that to hang their yeah. hat. They they've kind of you know over the last couple of years that now at least Cleveland's competitive. They're not winning two games a year, but like minus the Kirk Warner era in in Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald and and Bolden and like all those guys. I mean that team is just. It's a shit show, and then they they hire our defensive coordinator that literally lost us the Super Bowl, like single handedly he yeah. lost us the Super Bowl, and he's their head coach. Like, good luck with it. It's not gonna he's not gonna last after next year. He'll be gone. Hey, that's my yes. Yeah. Did you see the video? Because uh, well, where was I? It was on TikTok. Dobbs did like a quick little TikTok video, and it he discussed the day of the trade deadline. So. He was like, yeah, uh, Gannon called me into the office, blah, 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 whatever. And he goes, listen, you're going to start against, um, I think they were playing Cleveland that week. Yeah, Cleveland. He goes, you're going to be the star against Cleveland. We're not going to trade you. Two hours later, he gets a call from his agent. Yeah, you might be getting traded. He's like, I just talked to the coach. He told me I'm getting traded. He goes, well, looks like you're going to get shipped somewhere. I just don't know. Yeah, 10 minutes later, 
You're going to Minnesota. I mean, how do you, how do you as a coach tell your player you're not getting traded and then you trade them anyway? Like, to me, that shows the characteristic of Gannon of just being a complete fucking douche nozzle. Or maybe he didn't know. I mean, yeah, that, that's my thing, that's man. Also, yeah. a possibility is the fact that he's just as clueless. He's as clueless yeah, as everybody else. The yeah, I think, well, shouldn't the coach and the GM be on the same page when this well, is being they should. possible? Yeah. In, a, in yeah. a perfect world, they should be. But I think that goes to amplify Aaron's point that this is just a fucking dumpster fire of an organization. And it makes me sad, too, because. The GM before this one, I played high school football against. So I was always like, I wow. kind of adopted. Yeah, Steve Kime. He, he was he was a big offensive lineman. He, he played at NC State. Uh, so I kind of adopted him as a like as a backup team after the Eagles. And they just they're horrible. They couldn't get that out of their own way. Yeah, that no, I I think both to both your points. Like I think uh, Jim first. Like. Uh, Maybe that happens more than you than you would be led on to to believe. You know what I mean? Like maybe you know maybe there's been instances like to bring up your team for example. You know Mike Tomlin calls uh like Claypool. They traded Claypool. That's that's one re- more recently. Like they told you know yeah. maybe he called him into his office. You know hey you're, you'll be playing this week. Don't worry about. And then boom like a split second decision by the GM because I think a lot of these like if I'm the Cardinals like, I'm trying to I mean you're you're in, you need so much help that it's like okay well. Is Josh Dobbs going to be your long term long term quarterback? No, is like I, I fully expect. Like uh, I think you were talking about Kyler Murray too, about how you know they'll get his value up and then trade him. And it's like yeah. I, I heard that somewhere. I mean, maybe it's your you know your show, but I listen to so much. Yeah, shit. It's just but it's but yeah, yeah, it's like I think you got to for these organizations that don't really have a certain direction to go in. Like you kind of have to unload like get what you can get for these guys. If they're not your long-term solution, like, cause like I remember when the Eagles had literally every position you could say they needed to fix. Like it, it was to the point where like we yeah. you know, went in three games a year, four or five games a year. And it's like, look, you got to start somewhere. Like I, I don't know if that was the right decision, but I probably, I probably would have done the same thing with, with Dobbs because like I said, he's probably not your, your long-term quarterback. Like I don't, maybe he makes like the Geno Smith type of, transition where he's always been a backup and now he you know he's he's a starter somewhere i don't know yeah. if he can do it consistently but yeah man i i definitely agree with you though i mean there's no question arizona hasn't figured it out and and i i think like them missing on kyler murray like they have it has put them back so far you know what i mean like if you if yeah. you miss on a quarterback it's it's it sucks i mean you're you're screwed for a little bit no, the other the, the one thing i'm hearing is that at the end of the year in Minnesota, they're just going to let Cousins walk. Dobbs is going to be the temporary guy until their quarterback in the future is ready. And then Dobbs will be shipped somewhere else, and that'll pretty much be that. I mean, Arizona could have did the same thing, not trade Dobbs, and just kept him as a backup because you know Murray's going to get hurt again. And then you'd have at least a viable backup to keep you in games. Now you have this fucking Charlie Toon who plays out of tune and he's, you know, <laughs> oh, God. Did, did you see last night? Garrett actually got into it with somebody about Kyra Murray. So I saw that a little. I saw all this shit. Yeah, a little bit. So, so like at the end, 
so Gary put out all the stats, right? Because people, like especially Browns fans, will tell you stats don't matter. Stats tell you a story about every player, and each stat intertwines into another stat, right? So, like, a quarterback's pass completion percentage is based on, you know, short pass completion attempts, deep ball completion, you know, whatever it is. They all tie in. Everybody's stats tie in somehow. And so he put all that out there, and then at the end, the guy just, like, blocks him. And my argument is this. If you're going to debate sports with somebody, and you get annoyed that somebody's bringing the numbers to the table, <laughs> that's how you debate sports. Like, like – Freaking like like this Browns fan, I'm like he's arguing with me in my in my in my inbox. And he's like, "Well, Miles Garrett's better than T.J. Watt." So I fucking find the the, the the stat graphic. I was like, "Show me where he's better. Show me where he's better than T.J. Watt. Show me." And he goes, "Well, I don't go based on stats. I just go based on what he does week to week." I'm like, "That's not <laughs> how you debate this. You're a fucking idiot. This is not how you debate sports." That's what, what it's called. Stats. Like, what you do it week to week. Yeah. Like, and then on top of them, I'm like, if stats don't matter, why do they keep track of everything? There wouldn't be records then. People would just be playing. There'd well, be no win losses. There would be no championship games. There'd be nothing. So well, keep what the fuck. Yeah, keep that energy, Jim. Keep that energy. We're gonna we're gonna take a small break, come right back. And I think we'll talk more Steelers. Is it is it a fluky six and three? Is it you know what what's the ceiling for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year? So I want to get into that. But we'll be right back with that. Yeah, I mean, we we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but uh, the Steelers are six and three. Whether it's uh, a fluky thing or a legit, like it, that's kind of you know, I'm not a big. I shouldn't say that because when Penn State's five and zero, oh, I'm always like, oh, it's a bullshit five and zero oh, because then we got to go play real. Well, you college know. is different than pros, though. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But uh, they say you know. Just play whoever's in front of you on the schedule is who you got to play. So at the end of the day, they can only control that. I know, I think their point differential is negative or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And that's getting a lot of like clout and things like that. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think? uh, Sitting there six and three, right, right neck and neck with the, with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, are the Steelers going to win the division first things first? And is this how they're playing right now? Is this, is it sustainable the rest of the year? It's the same as the year. You, your offense has to produce more than 20 points, especially with the teams you're going up against now, later in the year. It's one thing if you're playing, you know, like a bullshit, like Broncos team. <laughs> you know, that's one thing. You could get away with winning like 20 to 13. You, you're not going to get away with that with playing Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. You know, they, they were barely lucky to get past the Packers. I mean, they were doing everything in their power to just hand them the game. It was almost like, the Jaguars steal a game all over again. It was like the, the Jaguars are like, oh, we don't want this when you have it. And Matt Canada's like, well, no, no, we don't want it. You take it. So you gave him a hot potato. It was like, no, you take it. No, you take it. No, it's like, somebody fucking take the win. Somebody, please. Somebody take the fucking win here. But it, it's not sustainable. Part of the problem is it's the play calling. But you can't, as, as much as I bash Canada, you can't put it all on him. Because Kenny's got to execute. And there's been passes he's thrown where it's like, where were you throwing it to? Because I think with him, his his main problem is this. He only sees one target. He's not looking at anyone else. So if the play is designed for like a little check down to Jalen Warren, 
Jalen Warren could be covered by a guy who's like nine feet tall, and he's still going to try to throw it to him. And you can't do that. You you have to you have to read through the progressions. So if so if the play is supposed to go to Warren and he's not open, but let's say Darnell Washington, which why they're not utilizing him is beyond me. I mean, who's tackling that freak of nature? You you have to read through the progressions and keep the play alive. And that's how you're going to create points, whether it's whether it's six points or it's three points. You gotta generate more than twenty points a game, because if you play at this level the rest of the year and you get into the wild card, you're not getting past the wild card at this point. It's just going to be one and done. And it's going to be, you know, what we might as well have just won with a with a a shittier winning record, not make the playoffs, and just get a better draft pick out of it. But it's it's not it's not sustainable as far as winning the North. If the Ravens start losing two, three games at a clip and we win two, three at a time, I could see it happening. But yeah. it would be it would be out of pure luck at this point, basically because of the injuries. Yeah, I'm 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 browsing through here with the with the upcoming schedules here. Uh Steelers, I mean, obviously this week I I, I mean, yes. And I'm I'm one of those people that I look heavily into like if it's a division game, I'm like it's gonna be close. Like I don't care. Yeah. It, it, it just especially in you your guys' division is arguably the hardest division in football right now. Um and, well, it is. I mean yeah, right, this right. has never happened before where all four teams in a division have a winning record. There plenty of times it's three teams winning and then the uh fourth team is with a five hundred record. But nobody's ever finished with all four teams above 500. Which I still yeah. think the Browns could easily not let that happen. Yeah, out. there's a lot of football <laughs> you know, left. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, yeah. But, but no, like, whenever it's – okay, I'll put it this way. Whenever there's the starting quarterback, because obviously most important position, like uh, starting quarterback, divisional game, you know, we see it with the, the – Washington has played the Eagles extremely hard the last two games that they've played. And – yeah, you know, really outside of, of I know they beat the Patriots, or the Patriots are terrible this year, but the like Washington really hasn't beat that many good teams, you know. So like when it's division, it's a whole different story. Like I, I just so I still say you guys beat the Browns though because of you know obviously uh, uh, Deshaun Watt. How I, how I almost forget his name already. Deshaun Watson going down. The bang you go so you go at the Browns then at the Bengals. Obviously Bengals without Burrow. So. Like I said, uh, people are going to come out in droves, and I'm sure J- Jim will be all all ears for the hate, you know, because if they go out and beat the Browns, it'll be, oh, they didn't have Deshaun. If they go out and beat the Bengals, it's because they didn't have Burrow. They yeah. can't control that, you know. That's their schedule. That's no. who they got to play. So I, I say you guys g- get through those games. Maybe you drop one of those games just because it's a fluke, you know, it's a division game. And, yeah. But then, then you come home, you know, early December against the Cardinals. Cardinals are a really bad team, especially without Josh Dobbs. They're – a pathetic yeah. team. Um, and then you come home against the Patriots. Like, I could see you guys going. And then you, you go at the Colts and then Bengals at home again. That's just the next couple weeks. Those are all yeah. – on on paper, those are all winnable games. Obviously, they don't, they don't play the game on paper, but that's yes. a favorable schedule. As, yeah, as, and <laughs> I think the one, the, the one where I will give us a loss is when we have to play Baltimore again. Because we always manage to always, because we always manage to, and that's where it may come down to for the for the AFC North title, is 
that game that they're already talking about, if if it gets to that point based on the records, that could be flexed to the Sunday night game, which God, I'm hoping it is because it will they definitely put some will atrocious be. Sun, they, they put some atrocious Sunday matchups out there. I mean, Jets Raiders last week was nobody scores a touchdown for like eight minutes left in the fucking fourth quarter was disgusting. That that that's one, but. The, the rest of the schedule is winnable, again, on paper, but it's once you're on the field, can you win a game is the question. And I think even on the field, they can beat the Colts. They can beat the Cardinals. The Patriots, this isn't the same Tom Brady-led Patriot team. They're, they're not feared by anybody. Um, love, love to see the that. Bengals, to see that. Maybe would be, maybe, the Bengals, I don't think, would be a sweep. I'm saying right now the Browns won will, and I'll, I'm ready for the – we didn't have Deshaun, and you know, and this rookie isn't good. Meanwhile, this rookie that they were praising in the preseason in the Hall of Fame game against the Jets, they were praising him like he was the next fucking Bernie Kosar for Cleveland or the next Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's you know, it, it's just it, it's it's something that again, the Steelers don't control injuries on the other on the on the opposing team. Just like we don't control the schedule. Like when, like when we were going undefeated the one year, I had to hear from everybody, well, it's a cupcake schedule. Last I checked, and I'm sure both of you could agree, our teams don't write the schedule. It's not like they say, oh, okay, week three, we want to play the Texans. Week four, we want to play the Browns. Week five, we want to play the fucking Broncos. You know, it, like they don't get to choose who they play. The, you know, the, the, league, the league writes the schedules for 32 teams. This is who you play. If you beat them, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the, la- the last time I checked. You're supposed to play to win games. But what the fuck do I want? I don't know. I just watch football. Unfortunately, well, like uh, Joey and I, well, not unfortunately that we went on. Well, Joey and I went on the 1420 Sports Podcast the other night. Um, but unfortunately, Joey wasn't around last year at this time. You know, we, we didn't we didn't hook up on here and, and you know, collaborate or anything. But I wish... I really wish Joey would have sat in because uh, JD at the time and I had to hear it from, from 1420 Dave that, oh, the Eagles are playing a cupcake schedule. They're, they're, well, I forget what they, uh, Joey, what were they, 7 0 and they lost to Washington or 8 0 and they lost to Washington last year? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, Whatever. Something like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah. 1420 Dave was like, oh, just wait. They haven't played anybody. And, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, you can have that opinion. I'm not, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but it, it's like, like yeah. you said, man, like you can only play who's in front of you. And especially like, you know, like you had said, Joey, you know, college is completely different, but like the NFL is like, I mean, you see games and I'm, I'll be on the record. I think the league, the refs, uh, Vegas, I think they do it on purpose to keep games close. Like you'll see, you'll see these ticky tack penalties yeah. late in games week after week after week. Um, and it's teams that, you know, this team should be blowing this team out. And then uh, all of a sudden the other team's just driving down the field week in and week out to make it a three-point game with, you know, two minutes left or whatever. But, yeah. no, I mean, I, I totally get that. Like, I mean, if you – at the beginning of the year, if, if you would have told me the Steelers will, will be 6-3, and three, would, would you believe me or would you say, like, you know, I could see it? Like, what, you know, what's your gauge on that? Uh, well, honestly, I didn't even think we'd be 6-3. and three. I mean, even with the even with the hot start in preseason, the way the offense looked, you know, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, yeah, this is going to correlate to a regular season." I'm like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. 
let's let, let's pump the brakes real quick because again, it's preseason. You're playing against threes, fours, fives. You're playing against guys who are going to be going back to their nine to five job, driving for fucking Amazon, UPS, FedEx, working <laughs> at the car wash, making free chicken cutlet parm sandwiches for Tommy DeVito. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could form a team right now, all of us, you, me, Joey, Garrett, Jalen, Brent, Dave. We could go out and play amazingly against four, five, six, and sevens. And <laughs> uh, don't play in a regular season. We would get, <laughs> we would get decimated. Well, you know, and Joey's a collegiate. Uh, yeah, jo- Joey's a former collegiate quarterback, so I, I, I have the utmost faith in that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. You you want to see like the, the preseason version come out in the regular season. Unfortunately, it just doesn't. It, and that's any team, really. I mean, because, again, the preseason's played at one speed, and then the regular season's a sped-up version of preseason. So, you know, obviously we play the Niners week one, and the Niners are a pick-your-poison type fucking team at this point. I mean, pick-your-poison, you know, as far as offense, defense, whether they want to whine or cry about whether it's a game they won or lost doesn't really fucking matter. And we all know that they lost that game against the Eagles. So the Depot Samuel, shut the fuck up. They, you guys lost, but. Oh my God, man. But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think, and, and this is being a realistic Steeler fan. I would not have thought we would be in the position we're in, where you're talking about us being in the race now for the AFC North wild card. I would, I would agree with. But now that we have a chance to win the whole AFC North, it's still an uphill battle with a lot of lot of football left. People sit there, well, you know, we're going to week 11. There's not much left because you only have seven weeks left. But it's a long fucking seven weeks. Oh, and yeah. anything, anything can happen on any given Sunday. That's why, that's why the, the phrase is coined, any given Sunday. I mean, not to, not, to, not to take a shot at the Eagles, but I mean, the Jets managed to beat the Eagles. Who would have thought that would happen? You know, the Patriots almost the beat them. Almost, yeah, who would have thought that the that the that the Chiefs would have almost lost to the Jets? Yeah, so I mean, it's and 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 I've gotten into that argument where it's like, you know, especially with Chiefs fans, where they're like, yeah, we're the most dominant team. I'm like, yeah, but are you really? Because you're not the you're not the scariest team everybody thinks you are. Because you look at the Chiefs, they don't have a true number one wide receiver. You, your offense is missing a beat because you don't have Eric Bieniemy there anymore, and you're you're not the most dangerous team in the league. You know, people even question your guys' team. And my argument's been, you're going through new coordinators. It's a new system, and it takes time to gel. But you guys are winning the games you're supposed to win. They may not be the prettiest wins, some of them, but again, these are the games on the schedule. You play to win, and they're not all going to be friggin' eights and nines like you go to a bar and hook up with an eight or a nine. Sometimes you're going to loop. Sometimes you're going to win a game, and it's going to be like hooking up with a two or a three. <laughs> that, that's that's not a wrong statement. Uh, no, and 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 I'll get into we'll we'll talk Eagles Chiefs because I like getting an outsiders fan, outsider of, of an Eagles fan perspective on that too, but. Like just looking at this to go back to your Steelers there the the, the Ravens have a, a lot tougher sledding going ahead than the Steel in my opinion on the schedule like I mean Ravens Chargers that's a that's prime time next Sunday night that's a interesting matchup not something you see very often I feel like they, those two teams just don't 
seem to play yeah. each other that much. But that's not like a cakewalk. I mean, I don't think the Chargers are great, but you know that's that's a game that, that's a coin toss in my opinion. That that could go either way. Then they they come home against the Rams. I don't know if Wentz will be playing. I, I that that's a winnable. That, they should win that game in my opinion because even if Wentz yeah. is in there, you know, to learn the playbook. I everybody says Sean McVay is such a complicated offense anyway. Like so that on paper Ravens should win. But then they go play Jer- uh, uh, Garrett's team, the uh, the Jags. You know what I mean? So that's a tough yeah. game. And if Joey and I know anything about Doug Peterson in December. When the Eagles had Doug Peterson in December, man, those fuckers were ready to play, and, and they would yep. win all those games down the stretch. Like it feel, felt like they would never lose in December. I don't know. Well, now, well, like in the like like with the Jaguar situation, you know, they'll win the AFC South, but they really can't afford now with with Houston emerging as possibly a team that could go on a tear. You, that's really the only team in the AFC South you really have to be worried about. And and that's that's something that at the beginning of the year, would you think Houston's even in the position they're in? Nobody no. would have put them in that position. Nobody would be talking about C.J. Stroud in the MVP conversation. I mean, you could put him there. He's not going to win it. He'll win offensive rookie of the year because, hands down, he's already won it. Just based on the past few weeks' performances, to me, if my vote mattered for anything, I'd vote for him. Oh, I'm even ordering a fucking CJ Stroud fucking jersey. Fuck it, I rock one. We we, we can't as Penn State fans. That's sacrilegious. Thought. We yeah. can't. I, I, yeah. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disputing what you say. I recognize that he's having a, a hell of a year, but I, I that would be a torture, a, a method of torture for me to have to wear a fucking CJ Stroud jersey. <laughs> right. He he seems like a good kid too. Like he's hard to root against. Yeah. I'll put it that way. But just the fact that. Like he went to Ohio yeah. State, it, it would be like you know, if somebody went and you know went to the Browns, like, even though they were a longtime Steeler. I don't know, that's not a good reference, but you know what I mean. Like you can't look past the fact that they were, they were a Buckeye. Like and and Joe Burrow, yeah. Joe Burrow to me is the exception because he didn't really play at Ohio State, so I can live. Nah. With, he went there. He was. He was an Ohio State fan. They're trying to claim it. Uh, Buckeye fans are trying to claim it. <laughs> I know. That's, that's so corny. Nope. That's, that's so corny. <laughs> you can't do it because he sat behind fields. He oh, didn't I know one it. game. He was So how, do you, how could a Buckeye fan claim him? I wish you can, but Ohio State can't. So that's yeah. fucking stupid. That, Ohio that State is, fans, but... <laughs> you're wrong. There are a lot of stupid college fans out there. Can't do it. Yeah, oh but, god! Yeah, that that uh, that's like that, that's like Steeler fans claiming that Joe Hayden was a better Steeler than a Cleveland Brown. Clearly, Joe Hayden's best days were in Cleveland. I can't even deny that fact. Did I like when we got Joe Hayden? Yeah, but we got like a former shell of what Joe Hayden was in Cleveland. Right. But hey, when we got him, I said, "Ha oh, fuck faces!" Net and figuring out we got your best player, and you know Joe Hayden's had a few good, you know, years in Pittsburgh, but. That now he runs around and he's doing all things with the Browns organization and forgets he played for Pittsburgh. So you know, Joe Hayden, I'm fucking selling your autographed jersey. Fuck you. <laughs> you'll collect. You'll still collect on that. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I got it in the friggin'. I actually, I, I didn't even have to buy it. I won it on a giveaway. I oh, see. Uh, yeah. This guy, this guy, of, he has to be in the Hall of Fame of entering giveaways. Like you, I, every time I see on Twitter, it's like, 
retweet this. It'll be a the Giants Saquon jersey. It'll be a Chargers Antonio get like you enter all of them. I respect yeah. I respect that, man. I'm always I try to keep up because I'll sometimes I'll just jump on your bandwagon immediately when I see you do it. And uh yeah, I don't have as much luck, it seems, but that's okay. Yeah, for, I didn't win any of those clubs. <laughs> if I did, I'd sell them all. Yeah, yeah, right. No, you might as well. But, no, I mean, looking at it just – and then, like, after that Jags game, it's 49ers. So, like, there's certain – the same span of games, the next four. Yeah. I mean, Ravens are – you know, I say if they go two and two in that stretch, that's kind of successful because that's some tough competition. Yeah. I. I don't know. I, I Joey and I kind of share the same opinion, I think, and, and I'll let him talk about it. But I, I'm, I've never been sold on Lamar as like a winner. Like he's a great quarterback. He's or not. He's he's a great athlete, and he can play the yeah. position well. I just don't know if he's the guy that you want to hand the keys to. You know, all the marbles push to the center of the table. No, I want Lamar Jackson. I I just I gotta say I don't. I, if I'm playing Madden, he's the most fun player. I, he's Michael Vick on steroids yeah. to me, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I can, like, is he that guy that he's a winner? He's, he's, the, you don't want to build a franchise guy. around him. Yeah. I, yeah. Even that, even that. Yeah. What, what do you think? Well, Joe? I mean, they, do you think the Ravens, well, they, well, they paid him. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. they, so they're going to build, they're going to build around. I mean, he, he's improved in certain aspects of his game, but, He's still that type of quarterback that, with his style of play, he's a hit away from his career being exactly over. Right. Exactly right. You know, you want a guy who's going to stand in the pocket and not have to scramble every other play. And, I mean, you've seen it Thursday night, the one hit he took out of bounds, and everybody in Baltimore is gasping for air. They're like, oh, no, what if he's out the rest of the year now? Well, well then you're fucking shit out of luck, and then that just makes it easier for us. <laughs> that would be th- three of the four teams starting quarterback is that that would mean yeah, yeah what, what do you crazy. what do you think joey i mean i know you're you're not the biggest steelers fan uh, that's that's on record but uh like who who, com- who comes out in this division as as the top dog god i mean i, I right now almost by default it has to be pittsburgh because they're just this i mean i, I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still I'm still a little bummed that Joe Burrow got hurt. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Baltimore's got the half game lead, but I, I'm I'm in, I'm in complete agreement with Jim says. I mean, Lamar's literally. I mean, he's he's another RG three, and they're one. I mean, one hit. And it, even if they do come back, they're not nearly as effective because they're yeah. either mentally scared about running, which completely negates their uh, a large portion of their game, or they're physically unable to to do what they did before. And yeah, yeah I I, uh, I don't know. I mean, but it, I'll tell you what: this is this is without a doubt the most entertaining division to watch. Yeah, it's the most entertaining. It's the it's the toughest too. It's, yeah, it's you know funny. every year it's just a dogfight. It's not like it's not like anybody's just running away with it. And you would have thought three weeks ago that Baltimore was running away with it, but now not so much. I mean, Cleveland will do what Cleveland does best. They'll fucking shit the bed and be in the cellar. And Cincinnati, unfortunately, will be joining them there. And it might be a tie for who's the shittier friggin' team. 
But yeah. don't worry, Cleveland will win that one as always. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say my my money's on on Cleveland. Like with without Deshaun, they're they're yeah, they, they got nothing really. No, and, and I like DTR, but he's 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 another Deshaun. I mean, they're they're, they're amazing athletes that are average quarterbacks. Yeah. Lamar's yeah, like a little DTR bit better than them. Yeah, yeah. See, to Lamar to me, because I watch him so much. Like I, I said, my my roommate it was crazy for him, but like I watch him week in and week out, just about, and he'll make throws that you're like, holy shit! Like this guy can absolutely yeah. thread it. And then his to me, like I I think if his if his decision making got a little bit better, like if he just would relax sometimes and throw the ball away when it's not there, or if he would just you know not let the game like if you would let the game come to him a little bit more i i really he's special man like he is it's just he's consistently i i don't trust him and in the playoffs he really hasn't proven it and it's now it's been years of this so yeah i don't know i i i do i like kenny pickett more like i root for kenny pickett more than i root for lamar but i do think lamar is better than kenny you know what i mean oh, so yeah, yeah absolutely and, and i mean to to your point about he makes throws that you're like holy shit, Carson Wentz made throws that that made you. Oh, we lost oh, him. Yeah, go, keep going. He'll he'll probably come back. I mean, Carson Wentz made throws that we that made you just drop your draw, and almost drop your drawers. I mean, no. yeah, almost drop your drawers, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, I. Uh, I don't know who wins that division. I, I mean, I, my heart's with Pittsburgh because I, I like them more than I like Baltimore. Uh, but wow, that that's a shocker to me. That's breaking. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I don't really. <laughs> I don't like anybody. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I just hope that whole division just fucking implodes. Um, but we have an update here. JMU is down by. A, eight points and they drove down in under two minutes. They converted a fourth and 16 tied the game up. They're in overtime. JMU has a 23, 20 lead. We need app state to kick a field goal here and force it into a second overtime. So we have a chance of hitting our over. Fingers crossed. I mean, that, that <laughs> that's a lot going on and, and JMU, JMU trying to stay undefeated, obviously. So, yeah, I know, but they got shot down by the NCAA this week and I, I, you don't even want to get me started on, on that. Have you ever seen the movie The Program? I've not. I've heard great things about it, though. Oh my god, you you have to watch that. That is a must watch, especially if you're a football fan. Yeah. But uh, the the main one of the main characters in there is, is a middle linebacker who's a fucking stud, and he refers to the NCAA as the NCAA assholes, and that's exactly what they are. They are, it is the most, and you're seeing a little bit of it with this Michigan thing. Uh, there's, uh, mark my words, they're going to have to, for, they're going to have to vacate some wins. This is getting to be very, very serious, in my opinion. <laughs> my and God. I would be surprised if they're in the postseason. Wow. Well, I'll be surprised if they're not. Hot take, just because. 
they carry so much weight. You know what I mean? Like Michigan is, they're they, a cornerstone they of, of college football. Like if they weren't a cornerstone, I would, t- I, I just think money drives the, 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 Money drives the entire sport. You know what I mean? Like it drives right. the whole project. And I, I don't disagree with that, but the the shit that is coming out that I mean, when you have to, when they fired that coach, there was a lot, and all of it hinges on how much Harbaugh knew. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what's going to be. They could, uh, they could be in the postseason, but I think that they're going to have to forfeit whatever they win and and the ncaa and and an effort to prevent that from happening because that's always a bad look they'll probably i could see them suspending them which then if they're found innocent would be a fucking massive lawsuit um i mean i don't i think i talked to you about this last show or show before or whatever but have you seen like dave portnoy going I don't know if you follow Barstool at all. If you, uh, he come, pops up into my feed every now and then, but honestly, I don't follow him much. Well, he's he's the definition, and then of some a homer. of a homer, right? Like, yeah. We, uh, I was, <laughs> I was about to reinvite him after this ended, so I think, uh, <laughs> Jim, yeah, he, he does. He goes back to to get him to go into break and then get the reinvite. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh fuck App State scored a touchdown god damn it <laughs> we've uh we've turned into a, a live a live podcast at, at, at certain times as well so <laughs> um but yeah we were just kind of I, I and I'm Jim we got just a couple minutes uh before you know we're gonna take another break here but um what do you think about this whole Michigan thing? We we just kind of somehow found our way oh. into that, that whole debacle. So, fuck, how st- they're just idiots. How fucking stupid can you be? You you cheat and you still can't win. <laughs> like it's uh, how how how's that possible? I, I don't. I I can't fathom the thought. Like how do you 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 steal plays and you still can't win? Jim Harbaugh would be the type of guy who, like, you you give him like a surefire parlay to win on FanDuel, and he'd still lose. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> like it's ins- it's insane to me. I, I don't I don't get it. It's yeah. it's one of those like because because now you had the one guy who got caught, and then they fire they they, they relieve him. Then you have uh, what was it like the linebackers coach who was like. Uh, shredding like all the evidence so like they wouldn't get caught and they still got caught anyway and it's only like a three game uh, suspension that Harbaugh's going to serve which is such a slap on the wrist as it is I mean it's you know the NCAA punishments are the dumbest thing ever like taking away wins that we already know have happened is not a punishment at all just make them bowl, bowl ineligible for like three years and, and and that's a sufficient punishment enough, in my opinion. Yeah, and and, and not to become like because I I never want to glaze over like what happened at Penn State to me still like that will forever disgust me and it it bothers me yeah. to my core because it's like that was the team like I fell in love with Penn State at such a young age. My dad was yelling at the TV ever since you know I was a young kid and just 
that's one thing we've shared a bond on and, and this, that, and the third, and, and just, it sucks. And like, I, I hate that it happened there, so, but I try and remove the two things because I'm like, look, it's not like they, you know, were recruiting kids in and like, like it, it was de- separate from football. If I, if that makes sense, like I I'm not trying yeah. to justify it. I'm not trying to say it was okay. What happened? Like it was nah. horrific. And like, I understand why people shit on Penn state for that just specifically. Yeah. It's, it's the worst thing. I think, I think people shit on it mainly because it's like it's one of those where they tried to act like it never happened, and people that were involved were trying to act like they didn't know what was truly going on, but yet they always knew. But they just—it's like one of those where it's like you know it's going on, but like you see it happening and you just want to turn a blind eye. But as you're doing it, you kind of want to like from the side view, kind of just still see what's going on. Right. And then just act like you were never there. And it, it, it's unfortunate what all those people went through. Sandusky is without a doubt the – let's put it this way. You have Deshaun Watson, who's a piece of shit. Sandusky is the world's biggest piece of fucking trash that there is. I hope that man is getting fucking pile-driven in jail, if he's still alive, by the hugest gas pump cocks there are out there. <laughs> yeah. I you, know, I... you, you, know, you, know he's, you know he's getting fucking – Bent over the toilet, drinking fucking toilet wine with a crazy straw, and his asshole is just open for business. <laughs> yeah, twenty four. Yeah, it's I with his money though. I mean, not that you know he's not uh, he's not Belichick or Sean McVay or whatever, but still, he's accumulated millions at you know being there so long, defensive coordinator, Penn State, this, that, and third. Like, I'm sure he's. Unfortunately, I think he's you know segregated in the fact that he's not going to get, you know, butt fucked and everything. Like, I, I would be surprised if you like, just because of his money, like, and that, and that sucks. Like, I think ultimately he, you know, still probably is miserable, but he's probably one of those people though. And we, and we got to get right off of this and get onto a break, but um, he's probably one of those people that, you know, these people are so sick individuals that it's like, it's like a terrorist. They they would do the same thing over again if you gave them the opportunity. Like they would do it again, and then okay, they they face the punishment. Yeah. But they they love what they did to get to like it's as fucked up as it is. They they just that's that's those people. So, but yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll come back from the break. We're ha- having all types of uh, technical difficulties at the brutally honest uh, studios today, but we will. Uh, We'll we'll pull it together and and get all three of us on at least for uh for a little bit longer here. All right, man. I mean, you know, getting into week eleven, uh, seems to be flying. But I mean, it seems like holy shit. It seems like just yep. yesterday's week four. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. As as we get you know over the halfway point of the of the NFL season, I mean, really the first game that kicks off in the slate that I'm looking at here is. Is your Steelers and the Browns, uh, your beloved Cleveland Browns as well? Uh, <laughs> what uh, what do you think, man? A uh, close game, low scoring game? Like, what? How do you see this one unfold? It's going to be a close game. It's not going to. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair unless Cleveland's defense just shits the bed and Pittsburgh's offense is just nonstop, just putting points up, uh, whether it's field goals or or touchdowns. Um. That's about the only way this is a blowout and high scoring. I think because both defenses are so good that it will be a low scoring game. And it's really going to come down to, honestly, it's going to come down to Boswell's leg. Wow. Which he's Mr. Automatic. So I have Pittsburgh winning by three. 
Wow, I'm surprised, man. I, I think Pittsburgh wins this by a touchdown at least. I, I just think, you know, Pittsburgh's rolling with some momentum. Cleveland, once again, gets the short. I mean, I'm not going to say they always get the short end of the stick, but, like, their fans do. I'll say it that way. Like, their fans always do. But, like, they just seem to, you know, even they, – they've had so many dreadful years, almost like the Lions used to, where, you know, they win two, three games a year. And now they've kind of been a consistent – you know, respectable franchise last four or five years, you know, with Baker and now, and now Deshaun, but like, man, losing Deshaun, I mean, you lose your starting quarterback. Most teams can't rebound from that. I just don't have a lot of faith in them. And, and Pittsburgh's really, they're gunning for that division. So every, every game's a must win. I I think Pittsburgh go, they go into the Cleveland, you know, I think it's maybe 24, 17 type of game, you know, Steelers pull out on top. Maybe Kenny Pickett is uh Starts to show a little bit more development. I, I'm not a fan of Matt Canada either. I, I haven't watched the Steelers a ton this year. I usually usually flip them on, but I either – I mean, lately my roommate's been taking up the TV, so it's either Eagles or Ravens on. And then, But I definitely want to catch the Steelers more. I always had a little soft spot yeah. for them. My, my dad's a, a huge Steelers fan. Excuse me. So, yeah, I think Steelers win that. The next, the next game is a, an absolute doozy of a matchup, I would say. Raiders at the Dolphins. I think Dolphins win that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> any given Sunday, but uh, Dolphins should win. I mean, gr- I mean, granted, the Raiders are now five hundred, and we know the Dolphins can't beat a five hundred team. I mean, they haven't done it in over a year. But this Valid. is a Raider team that this is a Raider team that's turning the tide, and this is something they should have did weeks ago with firing McDaniel's and letting Antonio Pierce run the show. Agreed. And, yep. and 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 I also have to give the Vegas Raiders credit for this. You you it's and it's something you rarely see in the NFL, and it's something more teams need to look at and be like, maybe we need to do this because you have so many white GMs, white presidents, white coaches that you know that you have a minority president, a minority coach, and I forget who the other whatever the other and a, and a minority GM. You don't really see that type of trifecta. And that's something I give the Raiders credit for because a lot of people feel that within the NFL, there's a lot of, you know, racism when it comes to that, but you can't control people's financial situations and people being born into money, those who came into money. But the fact that Antonio Pierce is getting a shot at being an interim head coach. And I think Vegas needs to do the right thing this time because we saw what they did with the last interim coach. We saw the yeah. change, yep. and they and, and they became a better team. It's just in Vegas, you could just see that it's a different mentality now, and that Josh McDaniels was again the worst choice. And the fact that they were trying to get him to not bring in Jimmy Garoppolo just tells you all you needed to know. Yeah, but the Dolphins. The Dolphins will. The, the Dolphins will win this game, but. The Raiders will stay in it because Max Crosby is – listen, he's – I'll give him a lot of credit. You could put him in the de- defensive player of the year category. You could put him in the talk. Um, he, he's one of those guys, even when he's triple teamed, he's getting to you any way he can. He's like another T.J. Watt. He's like another Miles Garrett, another Parsons in Dallas. He's just one of those guys that, you know, even Nick Bosa – I mean, he's one of those guys that just he'll find a way to get to you and, and, and hit your quarterback any way he can, disrupt the play. He's going to do it, but 
Yeah, I, I got I to go with cornrow too. I don't know what made him decide to go with fucking cornrows, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, you bring up some some great, great points on that. I mean, I think, like you said, the Dolphins really haven't beat anybody good. I mean, we, we, you know, going into the Dolphins game in Philly, I was terrified because our biggest weakness, I, I, you know, watch week in and week out is our pass defense is not good. And, and in the NFL and in these days of the NFL, like that's a horrible problem to have because – Everybody's yeah. gunslinging. I mean, you, you see the Lions with, with Goff. He puts up damn near, it feels like, 400 yards a game every week. Like, they, no matter where you look, you know, it, it, teams are, I'd say, go less less and less in the running game and more and more in the air. And, like, I, I just – the Raiders' defense is spotty to me. It has been for years. I think even when – when they had the interim coach that you, you touched on when they, when they played Cincinnati, I was pulling hard for the Raiders that year. I, I, I always yeah. had a soft spot for Derek Carr. He just never gets it done. And like, they couldn't get it done then, but it's, I, I just think there's too much on the, uh, on the dolphin side. Like you got to, I mean, obviously yeah. with Tua, with Tyreek Hill, you know, with Waddle, like they, they just, um, it's just too much. And, and now, and now, now, now you're getting a chain back too, who's been, <laughs> he's been fucking phenomenal. The fact that he's been out for weeks and he still he still is like he's still ranked number one and runs over twenty yards, over forty yards, and he hasn't played in weeks is amazing. The fact that nobody in fantasy football leagues picked him up until like he had like his second best game. I picked him up after the first one. I mean, but my team shit the bed when Rogers went down with his supposed it's not torn, it is torn Achilles, but <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Whatever. a whole other count. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of division, just like your Steelers and 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 the going against the Browns, Bears. Oh my God, Bear! Bear talking about a team that has no idea what they're doing. The Bears and the nope. uh, versus the Lions. I mean, you could look at this uh, as a trap game because it is division. But I, I just, I think the Bears are just so bad. Like they, they just have so yeah. many holes. Um, they're coming off a, a win against Carolina. Uh, that was quite. I think they they had a bye week or something in between, or that was a little bit ago. Oh, uh, Thursday. It was a Thursday game a week, you know, yeah. over a week ago. So uh, they haven't played in, in a little bit of time. Not that you know that has a huge impact or anything, but uh, I, I expect the Lions to roll. I, like I said, man, yeah. it seems like every year I, I say any given Sunday more and more because you're seeing like just. Shit that doesn't make sense on paper at all happened. Yeah, but it, I've been saying it for weeks now because I have this. I have this one customer who comes in. He's a Jet fan, and every Monday we talk about it. And he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I bet this game I got fucked because you know, oh, like I, I took this team and they should have won and they lost. It's one of those. It's a weird year where you're seeing things you've never seen before, and I'm just like, well, teams are evolving. Teams are getting the teams are drafting better. Guys are, you know, they're just it's all these things that kind of factor into why it's so weird. It's not what it used to be, where like you look at the schedule and it's like, all right, you know, the Bills are playing Denver and they should be able to slaughter them. Yep. It's not it's not like that anymore. And when you when you're whether you're doing picks, whether it's sports betting or you're doing podcasting where you have a segment where you do your sports picks, it's kind of hard to even to pick anymore that you kind of just you know, it's you know, like I always say, it's like cooking fucking pasta. Throw it at the wall if it sticks. That's what I'm going with. And, and the the, <laughs> the lines of that team that the lines of that team that every episode I've done, whether it's my own show or other people's shows, 
I've always they're that team with the upswing that's going to be there because they have the right coach. You have the weapons there now. I mean, Jamison Williams is fucking non-existent, but regardless, uh, I don't know what happened to him. But you you made moves. You had a good draft. You have the right coach. Dan Campbell make you run through a fucking wall. Dan Campbell's like that guy in a frat house who's like coked up, and he's just like ready to go. He's like, go on, let's fucking go. I know he can't run through that wall, but we're going to fucking do it. You know, like that. He makes you believe that he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He makes you believe that you're going to do it. That's the kind of coach you want. And I even said it Thursday. I wish he was standing next to fucking Tomlin as the offensive coordinator because Najee and Warren would be running through walls for this guy. And right now, the the Lions are in a division that's really theirs to lose. I mean, were they seven and two? Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Who would have thought Goff? Who would have thought Jared Goff would have come back to being the Rams' Jared Goff? You could argue he's, like, he looks amazing. Yeah, you could argue he's be- he's better. Like I mean, in some yeah. in some respects, because like I I really think. Oh my god, I'll never. Unfortunately, I I probably will forget about that Super Bowl because it was the worst Super Bowl I ever saw. But that Rams Rams uh, Patriots Super Bowl where it was just like oh. run 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 run. Brady did nothing like in that game at all, and uh, obviously the New England goes on to win, but like. I remember Jerry Goff looking like not so much during the headlights where like Carson Wentz did at times, but it was like, he had no idea what he was doing. Like, it's just like he was, his brain was going a hundred miles an hour and he was standing still. Like, I feel like it was all Sean McVay, you know, trying to make things happen. And like, they just couldn't figure anything out. And like, but now, I mean him, when he went to the lions, I was like, damn, I, I did kind of feel for him. Cause it's like, man, you were on a super bowl contending team. You're in LA. Yeah. Things are good. And then you go to Detroit where it's there is no pedigree of winning. Like there it's just it's been miserable for decades, really. And and yeah. he's found a way with this like Dan hiring Dan Campbell was the best thing they've they've done. Like I, I'm I don't know the Lions history too far back, you know, back in the day, back in the day, but man of day, like they have they've turned a corner. It's like their yeah. it's their division to lose, like you said, and it, it's I don't know, man. I, I Fully expect them to win. This could be a. Th- I'm I'm feeling like there's going to be a couple of games tomorrow that don't make sense again. That you know this team yeah. will go into this 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 team will go play this team and it'll like we'll we'll see a major upset for no reason. But I, I got to say the Lions win this one. But yeah, I mean, without a doubt they happen because I mean Justin Fields is coming off that injury, so it's not going to be like as if he's coming off a bye week. And, you know, he's been playing and he just got like a week break. He's been injured and he's not going to come out and be the same Justin Fields right away. It's going to take time for it to happen. And, you know, again, the Bears are a team right now that at the beginning of the year after obviously trading the number one pick to Carolina, getting DJ Moore, everybody had the Bears winning this. Even even me, I had them winning the division. But, you know, unfortunately, the execution is part of their problems. Uh, offensively, they can't get it right in one game. The next game, they get it right. It's like back and forth. It's like they don't know one game to the next. It's kind of like, you know, let's try this. Let's try that. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Fuck it. And that's kind of the Bears season in a nutshell. And, you know, the Bears now will – they're going to be – they're not even a wild card team. No, no, they, they, they've regressed. Like, it's just, yeah. 
and Fields has has shown that he's another one that can't stay healthy more than a couple games. Yeah. I I don't know though, man. Like to me, the NFL. If you get drafted in the wrong situation, like I swear to God, if if Brady got drafted in the wrong situation, like we could be no one might know who Tom Brady even is. So, like I, yeah. I think these guys get in my and I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but like. I think the learning curve from college to NFL is so significant. And then on top of that, you, you couple that with like a horrible offensive line that the bears have, uh, you know, receivers that probably don't give a fuck. It's just, everything is going against just like, I think Justin Fields is a guy that you put him on a different team and and you surround him with talent and good coaching. I, I not going to say he's going to be like CJ Stroud, but, they look so similar at Ohio State, those two guys, and like their careers have obviously. I mean, we're, yeah. we're only a couple games into CJ Stroud's career, but it, it, obviously, so far so good. And and Justin Fields is a guy that's like, well, how long is he gonna stick around? It, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm not fully out on him either. I I just think some of these situations these guys are thrown into are just. I mean, look, you, you even yeah. said we're gonna and we're gonna talk about the next game, you know, with with Garrett's Jags, but. Like that's another thing. Like we saw how like piss poor really uh Trevor Lawrence looked with Urban Meyer. Like and then you bring in Doug Peterson, yeah. quote unquote quarterback whisperer, and he looks completely different. Like I, I that's why I think like NFL, well, football in general, college or pro, whatever, high school even, like coaching matters because it's such an X and O's yeah. game. You know what I mean? Yeah, the coaching without a doubt matters. And not only that, it's it's what's put around you. It's the coaching. It's it's the players around you. It's it's pretty much everything. And with Justin Fields, it's you know everybody's like, oh, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. But you know, you, you kind of got a feel for him because he's in a shit situation where the Bears don't know what they're doing. You know, you you get rid of Matt Nagy, you bring in Eberflus, and he looks fucking clueless. Then Fields comes out and. You know, he said what he said weeks ago about the coaching, and then he kind of they kind of made him double back on it. And you know, you traded for Chase Claypool, hoping that would help. By the way, thanks Chicago. That's what gets us Joey Porter Jr. So thank you again. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that look that looks good for you guys. A lot better for you than them. <laughs> but if Chicago, you know, bringing DJ Moore in helps Justin Fields. But the injuries with Fields, a lot of them are because he's not being protected. The one he recently just had is honestly one that was not called a penalty. I mean, he's sliding and he's already given himself up. And then the other guy just comes in and just head first right into his fucking hand and half his helmet. And you don't call a flag on that. And that's what takes him out for the past two, three weeks. You can't solely put it all on Justin Fields. And... If you get the right again, you gotta get the right coach in there. It's all about the it's about the coaching environment. If you have the right coach that's gonna actually coach you correctly, then you know you can be successful. Like you look at Brady, you know Brady. To me, if there was any other team, he's not what we have seen for twenty plus years. He's not. You know, you look at guys like Big Ben. If Ben got drafted by the Browns, he's not this guy that we're talking about that's a future first-round, uh, first-ballot Hall of Famer. You know, you look at Eli Manning. If Eli Manning actually stuck it out and stayed with the Chargers when they drafted him, would he have been this Hall of Fame-bound quarterback that he is? You know, you look at Jalen Hurts, and J- current quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. 
if the Eagles don't draft him, is Jalen Hurts this guy that he is now, Patrick Mahomes? You know, it all really comes down to the situations you put in and what's put around you and how you execute. So, I mean, Justin Fields can execute. It's just a matter of the support system behind him. But the yeah. Bears are getting fucked in this game anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, excuse me, he he needs a, a change of environment. I think Josh Allen is, like, in desperate need of a change of scenery. Like, I, I still, like, everybody's, oh, he's done. Like, he, you know, he hit his pinnacle. Like, I, I truly believe there's just turmoil. I, I really think that they, the Bills there's are more go- There's more going on in Buffalo than what, than what we're seeing. Yes. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with Diggs and Allen. And you see it on the sideline. Like, I think Diggs feels – I'm not – listen, Diggs is a talented wide receiver. And I think he feels that he has to be the focal point of the offense. And you see where Allen's trying to make him, and that's where a lot of his interceptions are coming into play. And for guys like Dan Orlovsky to say that Allen doesn't have an interception problem, he does when you – since you've come into the league, you've had a thousand fumbles. How many interceptions? You do have a turnover problem. Some of them are not your fault. Like the Monday night game, the first one he throws, Gabe, sometimes my hands catch a ball. Davis should have had that one, but he didn't. But the other two he throws, that's on Josh Allen. And then to to fire the offensive coordinator for that is, to me, uh, a, a stupid decision because – the offensive coordinator doesn't make you throw interceptions. The NFL officials, when people want to say, well, we lost a game because of the officiating. Well, did the officials make, say, Mitch Trubisky throw in a double coverage? No. So there's got to be accountability on all, all accounts. And in the Josh Allen situation, he's got to come out and take accountability. And he's got to be a better protector of the ball and make better decisions. Same thing with Kenny Pickett. Same thing with, with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I mean, you go down the list. It really, it, it's a simple thing to blame the offensive coordinator. But if you're a real knowledgeable football fan, doesn't matter the team, even if you're a Browns fan, which none of them are really knowledgeable, maybe 6%. But <laughs> you have to realize the, the offensive coordinator can only do so much. If he draws up the perfect play and you can't execute it, who does that fall on? Exactly. It's not I, a nine out of it's not a nine out of ten. It's it's the offensive coordinator's fault. It's ten out of ten. It's the quarterback's fault because he didn't execute it correctly. So I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen in Buffalo with you know, at the end of this year, but they, they gotta figure it out because they should be they should have a better record than what they have. And I'll be honest, they won't make the playoffs and I have them at eight and nine now or nine and eight, depending on how some of these games turn out for them. Because, yeah. like, they play you guys. They play you guys coming up soon. That's a loss. They're playing the Chiefs. I'm sure Taylor Swift will be there going, oh, look at my Travi poo. And, you know, they'll lose that game. <laughs> oh, God. Like, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. For all the listeners that are hanging in there, because we Joey and I go over an hour, but I know uh, I know we're, we're probably at the hour mark already. So um, <laughs> don't, don't tune us out yet, because – Everybody and their mom cares about Taylor Swift for whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent. I, I, it blows my mind. I mean, she could she could shut down the streets of, of New York City if she wanted to, I'm sure, with a snap of finger. Well, it just blows well, my mind. Well, the, the issue with the whole Taylor Swift thing, and for those who – because on Cigar and Sports, we have a douchebag of the week segment. Love so it. I made her the douchebag of the week. But it wasn't to 
necessarily attack her. It's more like she's the consequence of what the NFL is doing. So the NFL is making this this pop star bigger than the NFL, where every five seconds it's let's pan into the suite. What's Taylor Swift eating? What's she drinking? Why are her knees scraped up? Well, we already know because she was fucking chin deep in Chief Kingdom dick. I, I mean, it's it just... And, and, and then now you have... You, you, you guys are playing the Chiefs, right? Yeah. And they're making the parents of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey finally meeting bigger than the matchup that it is. You know, and, the and, Super and, Bowl and, and, rematch, and you're making this, you're making two people's parents the focal point of a huge rematch. Get the fuck out of here. It, and, and not to cut you, no, like, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. Who's to say, like, they haven't met before? Like, it really, like, they really have to, they probably went to Taylor Swift and Kelsey's family and all that. And they're like, all right, how much can we pay you to make this a soap opera that probably has already, like if they have met great, if they haven't met great, like that, the fact that the, the nationwide media has to cover that, the fact that people watching football, they want a, a break from the realities of working nine to five and dealing with the yeah. daily stressors of life. Now the NFL, like it, it's just so sickening to me. And I, I've always been more of a college fan than the NFL, but don't get me wrong. Like I, I follow my team. I, I keep up, you know, I know what's going on all the time and, but they have turned this into like, I mean, credit to them and the fact that they can, they can literally squeeze juice out of any watermelon they find. Right. Like they, they, they find this watermelon. Oh, we're going to make this matchup. Like they try and make any matchup interesting. They make these celebrities bigger than the game. Like it's just, but it, it is nauseating now. It's, it's more about yeah. the, like they do anything to make the extra dollar. Like I'm convinced the NFL would, would, do hellacious thing. They probably do crazy shit just to make it bigger and in your face. And like, who's to say, like, I, I, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist, like crazy out there, but like lately I've been kind of more and more because just a lot of things are weird in, in the world that we live in. But I almost think like, what if the NFL went to Taylor Swift and Travis, like, what if they arranged this, this couple, Like, I'm not saying they, like maybe they knew each other before, but they're like, look, if, if you start quote unquote dating Travis Kelsey, like we'll give you a quick 15, 20 mil. Like, I, I, you know, is that a crazy idea? Like, you know what I mean? Nothing is out of the realm of possibility in the world that we live in because it's, let's put it this way. The world we live in is totally fucked up as it is. Yeah. I mean, you have a president who can't even fucking get off a plane without falling, but <laughs> yeah, that's a whole day. Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, it's it's you know and, and again i discussed it at length because even like when i do shows with garrett i i have to make sure that like if for anybody who adores taylor swift who taylor swift doesn't even know you fucking exist okay that, that right. that's first and foremost and for the swifties that came at me because e-man put up the whole thing uh the, he put up the douchebag in a week segment and then when i did the episode and i read everyone's tiktok comments for, there was this one woman in there who put young women ain't going nowhere, blah, 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 whatever. So my response to it was, well, listen, sweetheart, I didn't say women couldn't watch the NFL. I love women that watch the NFL. Because for me, it's like, hey, you know, you're a bar, woman's watching football. Hey, you know, hey, who do you like? Blah, 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 whatever. And then, hey, that's your segue into you getting a touchdown. You could take yourself to pay dirt. 
<laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, right. you can you can pound it in from the from the red zone, or if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then at the and at the end, I'll be like, it's good. But, <laughs> Hopefully, right? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, but but this is the problem. Even when you discuss this topic, people are they are hearing it, but they're not listening. And what I mean by that is like you hear me saying this, but you're not listening to what is actually being said. So she's like, well, young women aren't going anywhere. And you're saying young women can't watch the NFL. Well, bitch, first off, I never said that. And my issue with it is I don't care about the relationship. It's don't make the relationship bigger than the product. And when you make the relationship bigger than the game, first off, we don't want to watch Taylor Swift eating chicken with ranch and ketchup on a plate. Okay. You don't need to see her and Bug Eye, Brittany Mahomes, and Jackson Mahomes with their little TikTok handshake that they got. We don't need to see that. We, we the, the real hardcore football fan, want to watch the game. We don't want to see that. You don't, you don't have to discuss it and ram it down our throats every 30 seconds. It's every football show you see now is, well, is Taylor Swift going to be at the game? Motherfucker, I don't care. I don't I, care if Taylor Swift shows up or not. I don't care that – I don't care that – she did a concert in Argentina and changed one of her words and says, karma is the guy who plays for the Chiefs and everyone goes nuts and there's Travis Kelsey fangirl. Oh my God, she mentioned me in a song. <laughs> Premature ejaculate in my khakis. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah. What I care is about the matchup. Hurts versus Mahomes. Kelsey versus Kelsey. I'm fine with Donna Kelsey wearing the split jersey because, you know, you know, you support your sons. Yeah, that's family. That. That's family, right? That's the yeah, yeah. You know, that's, for sure. and, and I and I'm and I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is we're making this and, and, and social media is the problem with it too. 100%. Social media makes it social media makes it a bigger thing too. When all these Twitter pages are discussing it, you know whether it's you know this football page, this sports page, this analyst, this media outlet, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You're making it. You're, you're you're helping it become bigger than the game, and then you have people like me who have to come out and say the things I say, and then you take offense to it, and it's like, well, maybe you're taking offense to it because I'm right, you're wrong, and it's it, it's one of those where if you polled like a hundred people that watch the NFL and said, would you rather hear about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, or do you want to? actually watch the game 95 percent of that poll will be they want to watch the game they don't want to hear about fucking taylor swift and again i have to reiterate it's not attacking her personally she's just part of what the nfl is creating as a problem yes it's part of it's part of it's part of the problem with whatever game the channel's on they're feeding into it and they're feeding into it because now it's like, all right, more people are going to watch it. I'm fine with Taylor Swift being at the game. You know, you want to generate a different fan base. That's fine. But do we have to have it rammed down our throats? It's like for wrestling fans who when John Cena was coming up, right? And John Cena was becoming a big name. And next thing you know, everything was John Cena, John Cena, John Cena, rammed down your fucking throat. Kind of now how it's Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. And it's, you know, it, it's the same thing. Eventually, you just get tired of it. Nobody wants to hear it or see it anymore. And I'm already done with it. I don't care. It, you know, it, it, yeah, whatever. It's a nice little love story. Oh, Travis and whatever. But you know what? Not for nothing. 
is Taylor Swift really a fucking upgrade for Travis Kelsey? I mean, I've seen Kelsey's exes, and let me tell you something. This is a downgrade. Sorry, the, Travis. <laughs> no, you hit you hit on pretty much all of it. it it's to me, and we'll, we're going to take one more break, then come back and and kind of I guess wrap things up because we could go. I know I know Jim and I could go for for probably days. Oh. Uh, I mean, weeks. You know, yeah. but but like I, I look at this as like. It's none of my business if this is a, a relationship and like a romantic, like they like each other, they want, you know, this, that, and the third, or this is like a business endeavor. It could be, but like, like you said, man, they are absolutely ramming it down our throat till it, it, it's, it's almost like the chiefs. It would be, of course it would be the nation's best team, basically, you know, the right. Super Bowl winning team, the, the quote unquote dynasty, like the NFL is just such a conglomerate to like, Oh, we're gonna make this story like I guarantee if if they break up, there'll be a celebrity next year that like it comes along and out of nowhere it'll be like, oh, right. you know, this running back on the Chiefs is dating like they they've seen how big they can blow this up, so they're not gonna like stop right. here. Like they're gonna, I, I swear to God, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out later that oh they paid t- they paid Taylor Swift to to start dating Travis Kelsey, whether something comes of it or not. Like I like you said, there's nothing. Uh, you know, there's nothing that's out of the realm of possibilities with like this, this league is so money hungry and attention horror seeking. Like they, they just do whether you like the NFL, love the NFL or, or hate it, it. It's they've, they've found a, a business model that absolutely works and they are absolutely, they're, they're putting steroids on it. Like they are just injecting it into their veins and it, it, it sucks. And like, I I'm, I'm going to get to the point where it's like, I can't listen to Chris Collinsworth. He annoys the living hell out of me. There's so much about like, for me, college is, is my sweet spot. Like I like you lose one or two games, your season's over. It's cutthroat. The NFL now has expanded to to more and more games. It's exciting, but it's, it's, it feels like a soap opera, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more after uh, we come back from the break and uh, yeah, wrap things up. Well, I guess, like we've talked about the NFL is just the balloon that never stops inflating because this week it'll be the chiefs on prime time against, against my Eagles. And you know, they're going to have a field day with that. Cause. Oh, you know, they are that Travis Kelsey's going to go off because I'm in the stadium. God, Taylor, I really don't hate you. Like a lot of people do, but like you got to show up every, every which direction I turn. Yeah. I do, and I don't care because I don't even know who the fuck you are anyway. So I don't care if you guys are shitting on me all day. I don't care. Well, you do know you used to be an Eagles fan. You grew up not too far from me, about 40 minutes away, and now all of a sudden you flip-flopped. What's what's going on with that? Well, Travis is good at hitting my blank space, and when he's done, he just shakes it off. <laughs> I mean, I see what you did there, but... <laughs> I don't need to be. I don't need to be hearing about that. I mean, my God, there's there might be kids listening to this. Hopefully not, but I mean, <laughs> is it in your plan? Are you guys going to get married, or what? What? Like, what's? What do you see out of this? I have no idea yet, to be honest with you. You know, we're just taking it a day at a time, a kiss at a time. You know, one penetration at a time. That's what we're doing. Um, <sighs> you know, it just is what it is. Uh, well, you know, Taylor, if you could just shut the fuck up because it's about football and uh, we just want to get to the games at hand would be absolutely great. Um, you know, my Patriots are playing this week, and I don't know if I'm starting Zappy or if I'm going with Mac Jones. Um, if Mac Jones was here, if you had a cock, he would punch you in it. That's all I'm going to say. That's not nice, bro. That's not nice. I don't give a shit, bitch. Just stick to singing. 
<laughs> oh my god, I don't know who I'd rather list by. And I'm and trust me, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift hater there. I'm not like on Broad Street saying I'm a fan, but oh my god, Bill Belichick, you've you've actually probably made my life a lot worse. So I mean, the fact that you have to show up, you know, God, I, you did not get invited to the Zoom meeting. But anyways, uh, are you going to hang it up first or are you going to die on the field? I mean, what's it going to be? Uh, well, you know, I'm thinking about just dying on the field, you know. Um, you know, I, I just got a lot. I got a love for this game, you know, since, you know, you know, since I was, you know, I came out of the womb with football in my heart and soul. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to die on that field. And when I'm dead, they're just going to stuff me and put me on, on a prop hanger. And I'll just coach from there as well. I'm going to coach from, I'm going to coach from beyond. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, I, I don't doubt that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think ever since Brady left, I, I know you have something to prove, but it's getting worse and worse for you. I mean, are, are you going to go try and get Caleb Williams in the draft? Like, what's the plan here? Because I don't think you have a quarterback right now. Uh, well, you know, Tom, in fact, did make me a, a better coach than what I truly am. And uh, I have to thank <laughs> TB12 for that. Um, he, 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 tr- he truly is the GOAT. That's why my dog's name is uh, Tom Brady. Um, oh, my God. I, 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 I am not sold on Khalid Williams. Uh, if anything, we will just uh, keep trading down in the draft and uh, we'll just bring back uh, the chin Garoppolo and he'll blow out both his knees again. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, well, you know, that's not a good idea, Bill. Don't bring Garoppolo back to New England. He is a mid quarterback at best. We don't need to see it, all right? If anything, you go get Drake May. Drake May looks like a stud. Man, Bill, I mean, as depressing as you are to to listen to, it, it's getting worse, man. Like, you're by – I mean, what are you guys, two and seven? I mean, I know you're probably on to Cincinnati or whoever you're playing. I know you're always on to Cincinnati, but I don't know, man. I think you're in over your head. I think Bobby Kraft got to put you out to the pasture and just kind of shoot you at this point. Oh, uh, well, that would be nice if they could find him. I think he's in Miami at one of the uh, rub and tugs with Deshaun Watson right now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I think I got job security there, you know. Yeah, should not be hanging around with Deshaun Watson. They're going to send rub and tug together. It's going to become a huge problem. I'm telling you right now. It's going to happen, Bill. Robert Trump is going to get caught mid-stroke with Watson in the other room, and it's going to become a whole new legal matter. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Wow, I uh, I should have been making an appearance today. Taylor Whitey and Bill Belichick, the <laughs> trifecta of fucking guest appearances. Well, you know, Jim, I don't like the fact that you know it made me douchebag in a week. The fact that you had me on your show and you know you you, you kind of set the record straight. Fuck you, Swifty bitches. <laughs> oh man, you know, nobody likes you, Swifty. Nobody likes you guys at all. You guys can't even spell Kelsey right. <laughs> it's K-R-P-E, you fucking idiots. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I uh, I got to say, even my dog can spell uh, Kelsey correctly. Um, and he's a fucking dog with four legs. And uh, I, uh, I unfortunately have to take blame for him drafting Mac Jones. We should have just, uh, you know, took somebody else and uh, we didn't. So uh, that's why my dog has been sent to the pound to get adopted by another family. Because fuck him. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> Bill, I, I I don't doubt that you treat animals not the best. I, I that doesn't surprise me. You you are and because I have you here, 
I can't stand you. I really, I don't know who I can't stand more, you or Brady. Probably Brady's probably worse because he's going to be announcing soon. So, um, you know, I'm muting that to television. So, I mean, oh, I well, love you to know, see your Tom's failures. got the voice of God. Tom's got the voice of an angel. Well, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you like him so much because you're he. You got to be a little <laughs> envious. He he left and got a ring. You he's you know you <laughs> you're in the uh, you're in the toilet bowl is what you're in. You're you're garbage, man. I mean, I I don't know. You should hang it up. You should just. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do you a favor and and give you some good advice. Just give it up while you can. I mean, this, this is uh, two and seven. Uh, well, that's probably why. Uh, well, that's probably why my girlfriend me because I can't give it up, but she gave up on me, but that's going to be all right because I'm going to prove her wrong because Bill Belichick's a winner. You, yeah. Yeah, you fucking moron, Taylor. You know, why don't you go into the suite and go eat some chicken and ranch and catch up, you whore? <laughs> oh man, as much as uh, as much as I want to, you know, keep going down the matchups. I, I'd re- honestly at this point, I'd rather just get Jim's. I don't, I don't want to ask too much of you to to ask you AFC and NFC championship matchups, and then who wins that, and then who wins the Super Bowl. But I mean, if you want to do it that way, you can or. What do you think? Like, wh- who's in the Super Bowl and and who wins? Like, at the end of the day, we I have the uh, Staten Island procrastinate. I can't say it. Fuck it. Uh, but I have a guy with a, a crystal ball. That's oh, it. so so oh, so I'm being asked to be the the Long Island pro- uh, prognosticator. As Brent likes to use words nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, but- he's his <laughs> IQ is probably triple mine. So I, I'm I'm just oh. trying to keep up here. So. Yeah, he he is a human thesaurus, that is for sure. Um, <laughs> it's tough, but I would put I would put the Jaguars, Ravens in the AFC Championship. Wow. I would put in the NFC. I would have honestly, it'll probably be a rematch: Eagles, Forty ers and again, the Eagles will somehow uh, pull it out because somebody will get hurt, and the Niners will say, "Well, you know, we didn't have a quarterback." Wham, 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 wham. Oh, crybabies! Uh, and are. you know, and, and you know, and then we'll have to deal with that again. You know, that Tebow Sunday is a fucking bitch. All right, all right, Whitey, calm down. All right, calm down. We we've already dealt with that for six months. Where we're not dealing with it again. We know Debo Samuel's an asshole, but um, that would be your NFC matchup, and I honestly. I'm going to go gutsy. I would have a Jaguars, Eagles in the Super Bowl. And the Eagles pull it out. And that's wow. just not because I'm on that. And that's just not because I'm on the show because, because, because we don't know because it's such a weird season that all those matchups could possibly happen. Hey, I mean, you, you know something I don't. You picked the World Series. You picked the World Series winner. I, I thought it was going to be. I picked Phillies Rangers way back, and I mean Rangers, and then I took Phillies the or I can't I can't fucking remember. But you you called you called <laughs> Texas Rangers, and sure enough, I mean that was a bold day. And you took like it was months and months ago. So I I took Trevor Lawrence as my MVP this year. I don't think he's gonna get it, <clears throat> but I could see the Jags. Be- I, I mean Trevor Lawrence could still be in the running if. 
starting this Sunday, he goes on this like insane tear where he's doing like what Dobbs is doing for the Vikings, but like double the numbers. Where, like he's throwing for three, four hundred a game and he's putting up like three, four TDs and the Jaguars rip off win after win after win. Because what people forget is when the Jags got beat by the Lions last year, like 42 to 14, that's when the Jaguars went on a hot streak and were just beating everybody, won the AFC South. They they came, they had the biggest comeback in, in, in playoff history against the Chargers. They unfortunately fell short the following game, but they, they, stay, they stood toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. And, you know, people sit there and they, like, they, they, they have this perception of Trevor Lawrence that I don't understand why you think this kid can't hack it in the NFL. He's proven he belongs in a short span. I mean, you go from Urban Meyer, which was the dumbest hiring decision Jacksonville's ever made. Garrett will be the first to tell you that. One of the and worst head coaching he will, jobs ever. And, and yeah. he, will, he, will, he will shit on Urban Meyer. I love when he does it. Um. You know, you got Dougie P there now, which was the right choice. I didn't agree with overpaying for all the weapons that they have. Like, I don't think Christian Kirk was worth the money they gave him. I don't think Zay Jones was worth the money they gave him. But now Zay Jones is in his own world of trouble. Um, yeah, yeah. Evan Evan Ingram has become the tight end the Giants wish he was, where he actually catches balls, which is quite amazing. All of a sudden, he leaves. He leaves the Giants and he figures out how to catch a football that that that's an amazing feat um you know he got his big ex- he got his extension too Travis Travis Etienne is what you saw when he was playing with Trevor in, in Clemson so I mean Trevor Lawrence is a guy where he, they'll pick up the fifth year option he's gonna get a big money extension he's their franchise quarterback and you know for the hate that he gets He's one of the few athletes that does not talk at all. Like he doesn't like buy into the social media shit. Like if somebody took like like the only thing he did was when Kyle Brandt went at him about something and he just tweeted out blah 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 whatever. Uh, what do you think of that, Kyle Brandt? Whatever it was, I forget. But the hate that Trevor Lawrence gets is something I've just never understood. I've just never, I never really got it. I think yeah. he, I think he's a good quarterback. He's He's for the height that he is. He's like six six. I mean, when he runs, he looks like the fucking Jeffrey Giraffe Toys R Us fucking giraffe running. But I mean, the kid does what he's supposed to do. He goes out there, he produces, they win, and that's all you really need him to do. So I don't get why people. I mean, Titans fans do it because you have that rivalry there because the AFC South. Colts fans do it again. It's the same thing. Texans fans, it's you know, it's the same thing. I get it within that, but people outside those fan bases doing it, I've never understood it. No, he he's he's one that's like, in my opinion, hard to hate. Like he just he doesn't yeah. do anything justified to get hate. And like you said, he has he had a rough go at at, at it right out of the gate with with just having Urban Meyer who had no idea, had no yeah. business being in the NFL. And I don't know, he that guy is just a train wreck. And I there's a lot of reasons why I hate, I can't stand him, but. It, it's yeah no he he's done his thing you know you're seeing him with an, an actual coach that knows the Man. game knows the position of quarterback for one as being a former quarterback not a not a good quarterback but those who can't do teach but it's uh yeah, yeah man i i that that is a surprising pick i i do think this ravens team maybe makes that ascend to 
to the AFC Championship because it just feels like that defense is like Roquan Smith is an elite linebacker. Like yeah. was, and they they picked up Jadavian Clowney who's been balling for them. Like they they just seem to the Ravens more than just about anybody pick guys up off the street. And I swear to God, they get everything out of those for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the coaching staff, the, uh, the culture something, but you, you take a guy, you know, removed from the league a couple of years and you, or even a, like a, an off season or whatever. And like, like if they went out and got into Damakong Sue, he'd probably do more on the Ravens than he did on the Eagles. Like, yeah. It just, it just, they, they find a way to make that happen. So, um, I don't trust in playoff Lamar. I never have because he's he's kind of come up. Well, no, he'll, 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 well, like he's the he's the kind of quarterback where again, if he's healthy, he can get you to a certain he can get you to a certain floor, like in a building. Yeah, but he's not getting you to the top. So, like, like I'll use the Empire State Building for an example. He'll get you like to the fifth to last floor. But he's not getting you to the tipping point. He's not yeah. getting you to the top. Because, and the only reason why I say that is it's not because he's not talented. It's his style of play. And guys like that are, they're, they're more injury prone. And it, it's not just, I'm not saying it's just because he's an AFC North rival quarterback. It's because it's just, it's just fact. I mean, you saw it last year. He took a few hits and he was out for quite some time. So his, his style of play is what's going to hurt him. If he doesn't change it, he's going to have a shorter career than people really want him to. But the other credit I do give him is they gave him the money. And right now he's playing up to every dime of that, of that contract. Unlike Daniel Jones in New York, but well, actually I should say New Jersey, because that's something else. The NFL needs to fucking change. Why are we calling two teams that play in New Jersey? Where the Jets literally part of that logo has an N and a J in it for New Jersey, but we're calling them New York teams. They play in New Jersey. Last I checked, East Rutherford, New Jersey was in New Jersey, not in New York. It, it's one of those things that lately has been irritating me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's my old age. Once I hit forty, I just get annoyed by more stupid <laughs> shit now. Not that I don't get annoyed by stupid shit as it is, but this is just listen. Geographically, it doesn't. You play in New Jersey. You practice in New Jersey. Therefore, you are the Jersey Giants and the Jersey Jets, and the only true New York team in football is up in Buffalo. You know why Shit they the do bed. it, man. You, you, you and I both know because New York is a lot sexier than New Jersey, you know? And the NFL is all about brand image and, like, yeah, no, I, I, I it's stupid. And I remember it was years and years ago I was up there in that area and I saw, like, where they played. Like, I just we just drove past it. I didn't even, like, stop and tour it or anything. But – I, I did. I was like, man, that is like because, you know, the bridge is here and then it's like, OK, we're not in New York. Technically, it's like it is it is stupid, but it's the NFL. Like, the NFL will do anything that squeeze another dot. Like if they change, yeah. if all their merchandise said New Jersey on it, I, I just it doesn't have that same pop to it. You know what I mean? Like if even if the Yankees played right here and New York is right here, they'd still be the New York Yankees. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Well, that's yeah. a totally different example because they're a storied franchise and like the so much history in the Bronx and and you know and all that but like it's I mean the devil's pulled off but but hockey doesn't have that like that gut punch that that the NFL like they don't have that brand awareness they don't have that you know especially like in New York hockey doesn't have that gut punch the way like 
Major League Baseball does, yeah, the NFL or even NBA. And it sucks because the NHL is not a bad product. No, I, just, I it doesn't it doesn't get the recognition it deserves because they don't do what the NFL does. Like I don't feel the NHL promotes itself correctly. And the NFL does. Major League Baseball does and NBA they 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 they, they put so much money into promoting their brand. And the NHL is just over here like yeah, we're just over here. You know, we're like that distant cousin that nobody talks to. We're just like over here. <laughs> and and, it, it like the, and, and the people and the people in Canada love us because that's their go-to sport in Canada is hockey. I mean, because what do you have baseball-wise? The fucking Blue Jays? Yeah. I agree. And they don't have, you know, the CFL is, is not the NFL. Like, I'm sure it no. has some, some following, but they don't even – because I listen to Brent and Dave talk about um, – how college football isn't like they they that's nothing over there so like if they had college football then i'm sure then people would start trickling into the cfl but like they don't have that that level to it so it's yeah i i don't know man i i i we i think we share the same opinion the nba is just i i can't watch it anymore it's it's a foul every three seconds it's these superstars bitching get, get me out of this team let me go to this team and then they're on that this other team. They wanted like James Harden. It wants to be on the Sixers. Oh. I don't want to be on the Sixers anymore. Oh, I didn't want to be on the Nets. Oh, I didn't want to be on the 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 uh, what's it called? The Thunder the back in the day. The Raptor. I mean, it, it doesn't like every. Yeah. You could put that guy on all thirty teams, and he'd find a way to to bitch about it. Yeah. Kyrie's the same way to me. Like I, I just, and I don't know. Like the I used to love like when it was the Kobe era, and it was. Celt and I, I can't stand the Celtics, but you gotta respect how good they were. It was just yeah. Celtics, Lakers, and like yeah, that's that whole the- that whole era that I grew up in. It was a different. It was just a different NBA era where, like, and a guy like Draymond Green, who is one of the dirtiest players in the game, would have thrived in the Jordan era because of that style of play. Like, like, the fact that he choked out Rudy Gobert, I was fucking hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Not for nothing. I can't stand Rudy Gobert anyway. So it's like when I see him getting choked out, I'm just like, yeah, Donkey from Shrek is choking this fucking French fuck out. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, it's but, but, the, no. but the NBA, but the NBA is so it, it's so different because now you have load management. You know, and, you know, in Jordan and Kobe's time, you didn't have guys sitting out, oh, well, well, I played Monday night, I'm not playing Tuesday night, you know, or I play back-to-back games, so I'm not playing another two games, whether they're spaced out or not. It's, it, the NBA is just, I mean, and for what Adam Silver tries to do to keep it relevant and exciting, I, I mean, I can commend it, but is this in-season tournament going to work out? He, I don't he, really fucking think so. He's up against, like, no matter how hard, no matter how hard that guy tries, it, it, it could be, you know, you know, you could be a military general and be the best. But if you're, if everybody you're leading is just all over the, like, it's just chaotic because, like, these players, like you just touched on, like, I, I love that point is you, <laughs> like, now the, these players want to load manage and they want to do all that. They don't half of them don't even play defense as it is. So it's like you're watching a one sided game. Like they'll play defense in the fourth quarter and stuff like that. And it's it just 
like baseball, I, I, I want to even the NFL. I've, I've noticed at times I think guys given less effort than they used to, but like baseball, it's kind of hard to give less. I mean, if you're jogging for a fly ball and it drops in front of you, but like most yeah. of those guys, you know, I'd say most of those guys are trying pretty hard. College, they're busting their ass to get themselves to the next level. But like the NBA, it's and the NHL, I never like those guys seem to just all they care about is hockey. Ninety five percent, ninety percent of them at least, like they're they're just plugged in. But like man, these 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 NBA guys are just they're in it for the money. They're they they there's no loyalty. Like you could you could be a Laker, okay, cool. I don't want to be a Laker. You could be a Celtic. Ah, I don't really want to be a Celtic. A Nick, like any of these big market a Sixer, yeah. the Miami Heat, any of these big bigger market teams. It doesn't matter. It's it's let's all team up on let's go to Sacramento and team up there or let's go like it, it could be any team or any situation but if a player's not happy they they totally give up right away. It's just yeah. Kobe never like I remember they, the the whole thing came out Kobe wanted to get a trade early on in his career, stuck it out, didn't do it and then he was like, you know, I'm glad I didn't do it. There there's just guys aren't built like that anymore. The only guy I can really no. say is Maybe Damian Lillard, he finally got out of, of Portland. Yeah. They couldn't put a winning product around him, but yeah, and even and even that, I don't, I I give him credit for sticking it out as long as he did in Portland in, in such a shit situation where no matter who they brought in, they couldn't win. And you know, he's the last of a dying breed. I mean, maybe the only other one I would say is Giannis. I think he yeah, sticks yeah. it out in Milwaukee for, for because Milwaukee will just keep giving them max contracts. Yeah, 100%. that that's what you know. They're like, well, without you, we're not going to win anything. We won't be relevant. So to stay relevant, all right, we'll give you another three year, four hundred fifty million dollars super max that you really shouldn't get, but we're going to give it to you. It's oh, it's just, insanity! Uh, it, it's it's absolute insanity. It really, but no, like like you said, man, the, the NHL and I. I didn't really follow it that much until the last couple of years. And this year I, I really been, haven't been, but I need to is that's a sport where it, it'll probably never get the recognition it deserves. And, no. you know, it, at least in America, it doesn't, it's not sexy to people for whatever reason, but man, it, it is like, they bust their ass. A lot of games are close. It's, it's a gritty sport. Like it's, I'd much rather nowadays watch hockey than basketball, and it's a shame because, like, yeah. I, mi- I miss the days of, of Kobe, Carmel Anthony. Um, obviously, I mean, I, I didn't like LeBron, but, like, it was just the team the, – the league had some parity, and they had guys that would stay on a team for a good bit, and there's none of that anymore, yeah. and <clears throat> there's none of that, and I don't know. It's just – yeah, we're, we're stuck with the, the National Football League, which is now turning into a soap opera – Baseball, I, I think, is unfortunately, I'm not going to say dying, but they're trying to do everything to make sure it, you know, it doesn't go out to the pasture. And then the right. NBA is a shit show. Like, it's just, I'm a big college football fan, but outside of that, man, it, it's not, I don't want to make this sound depressing, but it, sports are changing in a way that I don't, I don't like. I think a lot of people don't necessarily like. You know what I mean? No. No, they, they don't. And it's, yeah, it's, Mm. It's it's one of those where, you know, you wish the NBA was the way it used to be, but you know, like everything else, every, you know, things evolve, things change, and it's one of those you either just accept it, or you just live in a state of denial the rest of your life where it's like, no, I'm not accepting this. 
I, I'm not <laughs> accepting it. It's nope, 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 not doing it. Nope. You know, like Browns fans never accepting the fact that they fucking suck or that <laughs> half of them are fucking stupid inbred from incest fucking relationships. Um, <laughs> but like, like with the, like with the NBA, they have problems that they can correct. Like, one of the problems that they corrected is now if you want to be a candidate for whatever award it is, right, for whatever personal accolades, whatever it is, you have to play a max of 65 games at least. Out of 82 games, you have to play 65 games. So let's say Kawhi Leonard only played 40 games, but he had, let's say, the highest scoring total percentage for the whole year, but he only played, say, 55 games. That award's going to go to somebody who played 65 plus. So let's say that somebody like, I hate to say it, the fucking dirty, crusty, fucking eye of enchilada stuck in my beard, James Harden, you know, he'll win it because he'll have played more games. Or like Steph Curry, who you rarely see load manage. Yeah. You know, that's one guy I, I do respect. Under- yeah. I could, un- I could understand, and, and I hate to really give LeBron credit. You know, for the age he is and playing at the tempo he's still playing at is something I will give him credit for. I mean, he's a talented guy. If he was somebody who wanted to load manage, you really can't blame him because he's an older guy. These younger guys doing it, it makes no sense. Like, you're 28 years old. You can't play. You can't play 48 minutes, three nights a week. And 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 they're playing with shoes that have been, you know, million dollars of development going in. Like you got yeah. Larry Bird and and Magic playing in con, you know, Converse's and sh- and they're playing every minute of every night. You know, they got yeah. they probably have body aches all over the place, but yet they're they're gutting it out and they're you know, I mean, it's just a different. Mm-hmm. And like I ha- I wasn't even around for, you know, like the hardcore NBA era, but like just from the era of when Kobe played till now, it, it's completely different and it's it's not for the better but you know i always appreciate you coming on here man it's always fun like we get into we get into everything under the sun really we do but um we got to get out of here shortly because you know this this episode will be three hours if not but um definitely want to do my shout outs and 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 let you let you uh shout other people out as well and and let our our listeners know where they can find you but uh, once again, I, I thank them last episode. I, I got to get up that episode up and then get this one up. But uh, 1420 Sports Podcast, definitely go check those guys out, Brent and Dave. Um, like you say, man, at least 8 million shows and counting. Uh, so, you know, any anything that you're into, you'll uh, you'll find over on their on their channel. And and Brent is leading the charge with, you know, he's the, the hardest working man in the business. I think he's. A million yep. times harder working than Pat McAfee, so he'll uh, he'll get there one day. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, obviously, fan, you know, you uh, fan of the van, Jim Plotner, definitely check his stuff out, and I'll let him let him uh, tell our listeners where he can find it. And uh, other than that, two dudes with sports news as always, uh, Morgan man. There's tons of shout outs. I I don't include my shout outs so much on the air. I try and do it in the in the Twitter universe. And uh, I'll definitely list everybody that shouts me out, but anybody that listens, you know, downloads rates and everything. I, I greatly appreciate it. This is, you know, we don't necessarily do it for you guys, but it's a lot better when we have support because, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into this stuff and uh, we enjoy it, but it, it's, uh, it's nice hearing, you know, other people enjoy it. So yeah. Yeah. Other than that, man, uh, like I said, thanks for coming on and uh, 
Where can they find Anytime. you? And who do you want to shout out? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fan in the Van. I'm also back on TikTok now, which I think is becoming a huge mistake, but <laughs> whatever. You know, you, you, listen, you get you got to use all different avenues to friggin' uh, promote. So I pr- pretty much use that. Even if I do like a 10-minute video on there as well, you know, whatever I got to do to put an episode out. Um, you know, but there's people that think that this is easy. Right, like people think podcasting is easy. It's like, oh, it's just a guy sitting there, whether he's doing it from his computer or his phone, just talking and doing whatever. But people don't realize there's a lot of work. You know, like you said, there's a lot of work that goes into this. You have to find a topic. You got to, you know, you have to have an outline. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to do research. You have to this, you have to that. And then if you're doing shows with people, you got to, you know, you got to work out a time schedule. You have to, there's a lot that goes into it. Cause I had a Cleveland Browns fan tell me, oh, you do a podcast. It's easy to talk shit. <laughs> nuts i mean yeah it's easy to talk shit but when you're doing it like in an episode form it's not that easy because you know like when i started doing this the one thing i prided myself on was being raw blunt and honest so it's like to me i don't care if i offend people because i'm gonna say things the way i want to say them and if you don't like it i don't ask you to listen Exactly. You know, it, 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 it's your choice. Like, I had some, I, I had somebody's, like, some kid stumbled on an episode of Cigar and Sports, right? With me and E Man from Average Joe Sports Podcast, which, by the way, shout it up. That's one of my shout outs. Uh, go check his stuff out as well. But, and this parent goes, You guys are the most vile human beings I've ever heard speak. And I said, Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah, I said, who lets a 10-year-old walk around with an iPad with no parental controls on it? Not smart. Not the best idea. And not for nothing, all my episodes are marked explicit. My videos on YouTube are marked. Not for kids. Because I'm not made for kids. Any, 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 I, none of us are really made for kids. Let's be honest. Even <laughs> Brent and Dave aren't made for kids. No, they're, okay? they're yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, because... <laughs> You know, because I'm, I could speak for all of us when we do this. We pride ourselves on being honest. And if that means being vile and vulgar at times, then that's what it is. I mean, do, do you want to listen to a podcast where it's robotic responses and robotic talk? And it's like, you know, two people just agreeing on everything. Or do you want it where it's like, you know, you could agree on this, but then not agree on that like there's people that complain about me and Garrett's football picks how we always pick the same teams a lot of the time and I'm like that's just the way it happens it's like fuck off if you don't like it again we don't ask you to listen you know there's people that message me why don't you retweet my shows anymore because when was the last time you did that for any of us exactly yep so yeah to, to, to those who to those who don't like how we do things say things I hate to tell you we're not here to appease you. No, I mean, you know, if, we're not everybody's cup. We're not everybody's cup of tea, or everybody's favorite meal on the menu. I, I like to consider myself an acquired taste, like Heineken <laughs> beer. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> There's Just millions saying. of pods out there, man. If, if 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 I listen to a pod and five minutes in, I'm not into it. Guess what? There's, an, yeah. there's another one I well, can find. Well, well, that's the thing is, you want to do something that makes you stand out from everybody else. So, you know, it's like, 
you can do three episodes a week, but if you're doing the same thing over and over again, eventually it's it just gets drawn out and nobody listens anymore. And nobody, I mean, you'll still have people that listen, but they're not going to be like, oh, I got to listen to, you know, I got to listen to Brent and Dave's newest one or, oh, Steel and Teal put out a new one. Oh, I got to jump and listen to them. You know, if you're not doing different things, nobody's going to listen. So that's why I always say this isn't easy to do. And that's why, like, I incorporate voice impersonations into the show now because it's something new. People like it. It fucking works. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's to blow up in this space. I mean, we're up against, I hate to say it, but just, you know, like you said, being real about everything that we we talk about, we're up. There's millions of people trying to do this, like you know, and yeah. and we're we're just we're coming at it from our point of view and how we see it. If you like that, great. Yeah. I appreciate the support. You know, Jim's appreciates the support, and but yeah. if you don't like it, you know, I'm not gonna tell you to fuck right off. But you know, if you if you leave like for the people that leave negativity for any podcaster out there, like find something better to do with your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like be productive in your own way or don't be productive. If you want to sit around and do not like whatever you want to do, it makes you happy. Yeah. Like for anybody trying to podcast, I mean, do it, try it. If you don't like it, you could come out with one episode. Yeah. You come out with a million. It's really, it's your personal time. And and like, that's why we probably enjoy it so much is, all right, we've yeah. met so many people through this space and like, we get to express how we feel. And like, these undisputed and all those other shows they they have it choreographed and we're going to argue at this point where I hate Tom Brady. You like yeah. Tom Brady. We don't have that. We can do whatever we want. So on that yeah. note, man, uh, just about two minutes left on our, uh, on our cheap version of zoom. Do you have anybody else you want to shout out? And then we'll, we'll head out. Pretty much. It's all the same people that pretty much support you, support me, support everybody else. So they, they, they all know who they are. They know who they I are. could be here for three hours. I could be here for <laughs> another three hours saying who they are. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'll definitely, I'll tag you in this. I'll shoot this over to you, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Hopefully, we can do a whole collaborative episode with uh, Dave and Garrett and Jalen, like everybody, you know, the whole gang. So, yeah, yeah. As 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 uh, you know, that pretty much wraps it up. So, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Once again, we'll got Anytime. we'll catch you guys later. We uh. College football is coming to kind of a an awkward uh, time of the year where there's going to be some breaks. NFL's going strong. Everything else, we'll uh, we'll kind of catch up with. So, yeah, man, we'll we'll talk to all the listeners later. Thanks if you hung in this long, and uh, yeah, I'll have a couple episodes up. Definitely check out Fan the Van's Twitter. He's uh, he's always he's always going back and forth on there too. So uh, yeah, just check oh, us yeah. out. Uh, fan the van and brutally honest without the T on Twitter. And we'll catch you guys later. Peace.